Welcome back, back, back to your favorite <laughs> podcast about food, computers, and music, Beats Ryan Types. I am your co-host, Mike, and I'm here as always with AQ. What, what is up, up, my dude? What, what up? Is up? It's been too uh, long. And you, jeez. And you have been brought into this podcast by uh, the War on Drugs cover of Touch of Grey, which uh, was on a comp last year. A two-disc comp on a label whose name I don't remember that has uh, equal number of forgettable and unforgettable uh, covers of Grateful Dead songs. My favorite <laughs> one is uh, probably this Touch of Grey cover, which is a maligned song for fans, for some Grateful Dead fans. But if you grew up in the 80s, it was kind of like a popular song anyway. So I like the song. And uh, the cover's good. I don't really know the guy's uh, War on Drugs' other music too well, but I like that. I like his cover here. It's good. And Rob Carmichael, who is a Beats Ryan Types family member, uh, hipped me to that track back when it came out. So, uh, yeah, I decided to play that just because, you know, what the fuck. <laughs> the other War on Drugs music is good. The other, his, his like last solo album was the war on drugs was, was actually really good was a top album for that year i think two years ago or whatever it was i'll peep that um and we'll put the spotify link to that jam and some youtube whatever's in the show notes when was the last time we recorded an episode did you did you look that up i didn't look it up well the last time we released an episode we recorded there was like a another lost episode which happens when we record and then I get too lazy to edit and then it becomes too long and then the episode becomes kind of irrelevant. But someday we'll release these lost episodes. They'll be treasure troves. Um, but I think the last one we released was like August 2016. So it's been nigh on a year that we've uh, we've we've released an episode, which is kind of kind of nuts. Wow. And um, has anything interesting happened in that intervening time? <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot. I mean, it's been kind of crazy, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was completely facetious. <laughs> Should we do highlights? What were the what were the highlights of the since August 2016 for you? Oh my lord, yo! Real talk though. One second, can I just as an aside before we get into this? Because we obviously this is something that we have to address. Sometimes I want to reveal a little bit of like the struggles of podcasting to our audience members. <laughs> like sometimes when you're on a podcast and you're recording, and your wife hits you up for like, "What's the JetBlue login?" Like you have to just message her what the JetBlue login is like <laughs> at the dirt even if you're podcasting 
you have to like do one password and like be able to like send your wife to JetBlue login because you you know time doesn't stand still just because you're fucking podcasting. This is a, I have a feeling this is going to be a, a above average explicit episode. By the way, so just warning. Shout shout out shout out to cursing. Um, so in August, I feel like we were probably not feeling super dark about the state of the world really like yet as pertains to like what actually the abomination that actually ended up happening in November. In true, true. We, we actually spent 45 minutes talking about eggplant. So it's probably, yeah. so we were probably feeling pretty good. It was also the end of the summer, you know, it was, it was, it was a good time. So yeah, that's I, one of our best, that's maybe our best episode. It's such a good episode. We yeah. actually like, we, that was when we were like psyching ourselves up to like research before shows and shit. <laughs> we're going to get back into that. It's very strange. Everything that's happening, like, you know, uh, right now is very strange and surreal and you know pretty barbaric and weird and um there's definitely a lot of interesting things that we could get into there we've also had some like life changes both of us and you know so there's that but it's spring right now in washington dc the um tulip poplars outside my office window are are blooming but the magnolia trees haven't really started to bloom yet I have a lot of vegetables in the ground in my in my garden. It's I'm a few zones few zones ahead of you and uh yeah. Alex Khan is also always very jealous of my like I'm like a full two zones um you know above him on the Warmer. on the yeah. on the scale and so I'm just fronting. I'm just flossing like that right now basically. Closer to the equator, closer to the uh Yeah, dog, we keep it real down here zone. in Maryland. Things are good. Things are good. How about you? What's the vibe? What, what what's Kingston like in May right now? It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's spring sp- like winter is pretty hard here, but you get three really good seasons and spring is definitely one of those three. I think, you know, for us, we have a nice little yard in the middle of kind of the town here and it just like changes kind of overnight once the snow melts. And so now everything's green again and I haven't really put too many vegetables in the ground yet because it's still a little cold, but everything's green and it's awesome. And this weekend is the first outdoor farmers market of the year which is like super exciting and like a milestone in the year for us because it's like everyone hopefully it's just a rain tomorrow so that that might be unfortunate but uh, us and our neighbors who we were good friends with are like we're going outside we're gonna hang out we'll put covers on the strollers and we're gonna hang out at the farmers market and catch up with everyone even if uh even if it's pouring so we'll see what actually ends up happening but yeah that's that's the vibe here it's like as soon as the sun starts coming out and it feels like springtime, I'm like, I'm in the, I'm trying to be in the backyard every day, grill, grilling, doing vegetables, whatever, whatever, whatever I can. Cause it's just, it's the best time of year. So stoked basically is the, is the vibe up here. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Have it here. Yeah. I'm, um, we're trying to figure out our summer plans. See if we can make it back up that way again this year. That would be nice. Yeah. We're coming down to you. I know. Like, two three weeks it's gonna be yeah it's gonna gonna be be, it's gonna be lit that happened i learned the word lit since uh (laughs) since august i was just gonna say yeah the you know there have definitely been some life changes we both have i guess 
I sort of had the job that I have now a year when we recorded, but we hadn't really talked about it too much. But you have a new company, which is exciting. I uh, my daughter was born June of last year, so she's almost a year old now, which is insane. Um, and yeah, we're uh, lots of lots of crazy stuff happening since August 2016. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's funny because, um, you know, like in, in since the last episode, you know, I definitely have run into like a bunch of people here and there that have asked me or like tweeted at us or emailed or whatever and said, hey, what's up with the podcast? And then like a couple within the last couple weeks, we both were like, yeah, we should record. So I was like. Why? Um, and we didn't have a we didn't come up with like a topic or anything, but, you know, whatever. It's like you get a top you get a show for free when you like take an eight month break on a podcast or whatever. <laughs> so um, what why do you think now was the time that we both felt compelled to like do it? Like, you know, what do you think? What do you think is up with that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, they put the the pizza signal up in the sky and we had to come back. Um, yeah, (laughs) there was, it was just, um, you know, I don't know. It it really, honestly, I think at the end of last year, I was getting really like worked up with this idea that we had to do something like bigger and better. And we were like getting to a place where like, if we were going to do this and I was going to spend the time doing the editing and that part of it, that it had to be like something extra special but then i realized i kind of lost the thread of why we were doing this initially which was really just so that we had time to catch up and bullshit <laughs> that, that, yeah and, and other people liked hearing our bullshit which was surprising to both of us in some in some regards but i think also like it for me uh this is a way for me to like share opinions and ideas and stuff like that, that in some ways feels more natural than other, other forums, I guess. And it's, it's just, it's just fun when it, when, when we do it right, it's fun. And that's, I I wanted to get back and have, have fun doing it again. So that's, that's really, that was my, that was my motivation. Word, word. Definitely. Um, very emotionally intelligent statement by AQ as always. Um, no, I appreciate that. I mean, I know that, yeah, it can be frustrating, when something that you're doing feels like it's like generating work for you, you know, and, and whatever, it's easy, easy to get caught up in this and that and the other thing. But to be fair to cool. last summer, you know, I had, I had like a, you know, an infant that I was trying to take care of at the same no, time. No, no, and no, no, now, no. I, and now, I, you know, you know what I mean? But and now, and now I feel like, uh, my time is a little more available. Like I actually quit a bunch of other engagements that I was involved in. And so now, I don't know. I want to. I want to get back to this. Also, like Pizza Book was like we were like just ramping up, but we've had a bunch of success over that over the past year, and so it's it's um yeah it's back. It's time to get back in and do new things. Yeah. And get, get, All right, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I I um yeah, I love that. That's great. What about you? What was your what was your what was your feeling? Um yeah, I I missed doing it, and I felt like it's. It's a good time. I think that people need. I think that people need some. Uh, I think that people need some beats, Ryan types, yeah. right, right about now. Um, <laughs> this is part of our. You know, this is part of our community. This is the basis of. This is like our home base for our for our thing. You know, and this is how we. Uh, this is how we keep it together. So I think we gotta like. 
it's time to put some more care and feeding uh, back into that. I feel you on that for sure. Agree. For sure. And I got some really dope, ill brain jams lined up just in case, you know, I'm like a very, I have a one interesting, oh, there's a very beautiful, uh, uh, very bright red um, male cardinal outside my window. Oh, uh, nice. With a lady, flirting with a lady. One thing that has happened since August is that I'm a full blown uh, record thrifting addict at this point again that yeah. I have identified <laughs> that I have identified some locations that are um, close enough to my house that I can go a lot you know and so uh, particularly there's one spot um, absolutely with no question not going to identify on this podcast but <laughs> there's a um, Dig into the crates. You got to keep your spot secret. You know, that's that's part of the. There's one in particular that's like less than a mile from my house. That's in Wash in the D.C. Uh, border. And um, it is an incredible place like we could it. I swear, like this thrift store, the way that I've been describing it is that it's like it's like if Borges wrote a story about a thrift store. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's this like. It's this like constantly reconfiguring place that is like always super busy. There's all these like very strange characters there doing wow. all these very strange things. And like <laughs> it's kind of a small place, but it has like a parking lot. Parking lots always full. The place is always packed. And like the the interior of it is uh, composed of basically like a bunch of modular metal racks that are like designed to be able to like come apart and get to get put back together quickly and like moved around to accommodate whatever like weird shit comes in there at any one given time and plus I don't know what's going on in there but they literally are always reorganizing the inside of it like one day you <laughs> walk in and like all of the racks will just be in like the aisles in the place will just be the other way you know what i mean like <laughs> or or like you know, like like um like and so like i'm there looking for records and so i there's not a place for records because there's not really a place for anything in there because pretty much everything moves around except for like the books because the books are really heavy but furniture moves in and out of there really quickly because it's like there's got to be a lot of people that go there trying to buy furniture to like flip it, you know, because like real stuff comes in there and it's high volume and people come in and out all the time. And so like <laughs> the other day, uh, like there was like a giant pile of records there that someone had dropped off and they will literally just like dump them on the floor and you'll have to like go through them on the floor. And then the next day I go in and like the whole back like a quarter of the thrift store was just mattresses. Like someone had <laughs> dropped, like they had acquired a hundred mattresses and like or a hotel or something. Yeah. Or, like the yeah. records were just not there. And I was like, where are they? I was like, they're gotta be just like underneath some mattresses. <laughs> so for like a week I kept like, I checked three or four times I popped in the mattresses were still there and now they're like mostly gone and the records are back. <laughs> So it's this kind of place that's I'm kind of that's, addicted to the experience. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. It's pretty great. So that happened. I found a lot of good stuff there, though. 
not just Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. No, there's, there's more... good stuff. There's like a lot of soul music, some jazz, some weird stuff too. Like um, I found like a Popol Vuh LP. I found um, I found some good shit. So that, but it's fun. It's just kind of like fun to go in and like check it out, see what's there, see the other characters that are walking around. You know, definitely yeah. kind of like what's the like what. Are they, do they mark the records different prices or are they all just like No, it's just cents? everything's there. The records are all 99 cents. Uh, and like a lot of times there's stuff that's good, but it's like in really bad condition, right. you know, for, for one reason or another. That happens a lot because um, a lot of the records are like obviously like well used by the people that um, had them before they ended up getting donated. There's a decent amount of effort that goes into like actually finding records in the place to to be able to buy them. So, so there's that. Uh, it's not like a normal consumer experience or anything like that. Um, I always wonder, you know, I like to think about it as you can see. It's like whatever. I like to get a little bit literary about it, but it's interesting to think about like the other people that come in there looking for the same kinds of things that you're in there looking for, you know, like who are the other people that go in there to buy records? Like I know that there are people probably the people that own like the record shops in DC, like know about this place. And I know they go scouting like weekly at all the places. So I wonder if this place is on their stop, you know? So there's an interesting, like uh, you can, you can kind of conjure some interesting stories in your head uh, right. when you go to these places regularly, just like wondering about like who the other people are. <laughs> what did you mi- What did you miss from the pile that's there? You know, like I I will often like I don't go. I'm not there to like buy shit to resell, so I don't buy like everything that's like decent. You know, so I leave a lot of stuff, and then I'll go back and it's gone. You know, so I know that someone's there, like getting the good shit out of there. You or whatever, should, uh, so. you should start leaving like you know, like notes, like sh- like messages in a bottle inside yeah. the records. Just put like if you don't if you don't buy one of the records, just put a note. It's like, hey, what's um, up? I don't want. I mean, yeah, I mean, Craigslist, I don't know. Craigslist, maybe it's misconnections. You know, <laughs> maybe it's you better took, if they don't. They the don't record what <laughs> we should hang out and smoke a blunt and listen to pop yeah exactly That's so hilarious. yeah there's that yeah how about you what else is up what else is news uh yeah we don't like there's it's actually one of the sad things that happened over the past couple months because there have been an unfortunate number of sad things is that the butcher shop in my in my hood closed. Fleischer's closed, which was like one of the saddest things that's happened to me. I know that sounds like kind of silly, but I, I spent a lot of time there and became really good friends with everyone who worked there. And they decided to close the shop um, for whatever reasons. There's there's a, a, a vast amount of conspiracy theories <laughs> floating around oh. our neighborhood about why they closed. But I think mainly it was just that the shop itself was kind of falling apart and it wasn't worth saving for whatever reason for them but sad time so yeah so i've been on the hunt for like new sources of you know sustainably grown meat for my consumption and actually there's this is it's kind of interesting there's this other company applewood which is also an interesting story i think they are they um they share a lineage with fleischers i think actually the founders of applewood are the original founders of Fleischer's, but there was another like long convoluted story of how that split happened. 
But anyway, they've started, they had started doing butcher shop stuff, but like only for pickup and custom orders about two years ago or something like that. And now they've opened up this new place, uh, right next to where Magnus school is. Um, and so I, it's on my way to dropping him off and picking him up and it's like vending machine butcher. I don't know if there are other ones in the, in the country, but they, they, they claim to be, you know, at least one of the few. And it's like, so it's a 24 seven operation. It's open 24 seven. You can just go in and there are like four vending machines that nothing's frozen. It's actually like fresh meat in there. And like you look, you like scroll through like an automat kind of thing and try to find the ones, things that you want. And then you like put your credit card in, pull the door slightly, then it charges your credit card and lets you open the door right away, all the way and get your, get the meat you want. It's kind of, a, kind of a crazy futuristic, brilliant idea. There's something a little like, you know, sterile about it. Like, and like, yeah. you know, like I actually loved like hanging out and talking with the butcher guys. So that that's kind of sad, but in terms of like ingenuity, I think it's, it's pretty smart. I mean, for things like, you know, kind of more, you know, weeknight type things like ground beef or whatever you want to call it, like things that, you know, oh, I'll just pick this up and make something quick. Like, it's pretty amazing. It's just like there and you can go there and, and open the door and there's there's your food and it's fresh and they can restock it as, as they need it. And I'm sure I'm curious what like the metrics look like that they get out of those machines if they get like alerts and stuff when people buy things and stuff like that. But it pre- it's pretty cool. Like as a technologist, like that seems like a, a pretty decent innovation on, on, on butchery though. I, I'm saying I like miss the, I'm, I'm also part of the, like the fist shakers who like, you know, miss, miss the experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I could see it, it, you know, it's too bad that, um, it's too bad that it can't be like a hybrid, you know, like, um, it would be cool if there were like butcher hours at least, uh, that would be maybe an interesting way so to you, like, you can't do like custom orders. Like you can call in and they'll like make something for you, cut something for you and then you can pick it up. But right. yeah, it's not, it's still not the same thing. Right. Know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's. It's an it's interesting because um this place you know whatever they don't have they don't have they just do distribution and whatever stuff like that so they don't have like a retail presence you know so yeah you know that I, yeah I think this they is just, their way to like extend that I'd rather it be like a butcher shop for right. people that they employ or whatever that would be preferable but I think it's interesting to think of as a way like to augment regular hours you know what i mean like that's kind of cool like and even if the hours were short like if it was just a shop that had someone there for like four or five hours a day and like yeah if you want to talk to someone and whatever come this time otherwise you know your your shit's limited you know i actually love to like interview them and ask them questions like this about that because they're like they're i have a feeling a bunch of it has to do with like how um regulated the industry is there for me like basically like i have a feeling like it's way easier to get a permit and do this thing as like a just commercial thing where you're selling meat and then it's basically like a grocery store versus a butcher where they're like you know processing and doing other stuff that way like those are two separate yeah i mean licenses grocery grocery stores cut meat you know that's uh, true uh, not all of them but a lot of them do you know what i mean right um so 
I don't, but I'm sure it's that they don't want to, you know, pe- employing people is really expensive and there's probably a lot of extra insurance costs and all that stuff involved in like having people around like cutting meat. Yeah, it's an interesting experiment. That's an interesting experiment. I'm, I'm curious to see if, uh, if people will be amenable to that for something like, for something like meat. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure eventually there's definitely like a novelty aspect to it for sure for now you know but we'll see how long that lasts and people are people will get interested about it yeah i mean i'm gonna keep keep going there meantime because it's convenient but we'll see it's like not it's not super convenient to that many people because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in the hudson valley but um but yeah it's it is it is cool is it like on the grounds of like where their stuff is or whatever, or I think they're moving their facility to the same location okay. now, but, but like it was like, I think their main facility is in, is further out now, like in Accord. Um, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. Is. Have you been doing any, uh, spring, spring cooking yet? Like what's your, <sighs> yeah, uh, I have, I, um, you know, have really started to, um, use a bunch of the herbs from the garden and various leaves and stuff like that. I got, I got some really, really nice asparagus, um, that I just tossed in some oil and salt and pepper and threw on the grill. I made like a this kind of uh, summery dressing that I make all the time in the summer where I'll take like a handful of a handful of little baby uh, tomatoes, some some kind of flavorful oil of some kind. Like I have some walnut walnut oil that I've been using a lot lately that I really like. So I put some of that in there, some salt and pepper. And then I go out in the garden and I just grab like a little bit of pretty much every like you know, soft herb, you know, so I have like anise hyssop and, um, chives, uh, tarragon, fennel tops. What else? Dill, basil, various basils. I have that rau ram. I just took like a bunch of mint handfuls of like all that or like a little pinches of all those things. And I throw that in with the tomatoes and the oil and the seasoning and I just blend it with the hand blender until it's smooth. I actually uh, wanted a little bit more like protein. So I threw in like a half a handful of pine nuts also and like kind of blended it all together, made this kind of like tomato-y. Herb pesto. Yeah, kind of like just whatever it is. I don't know. I guess it's kind of like a dressing. And I just spooned that all over the asparagus. And that was like a really good lunch, springy lunch thing that I made uh, the other day. Yeah. How about you? That sounds really good. Yeah, we've been just starting like, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I get like there have been a bunch of really awesome like uh, new vegetable cookbooks that came out recently that I've been waiting for for a while. This Jeremy Fox um, on vegetables cookbook. He was the chef at Ubuntu, which was awesome. And um, the book is beautiful and the recipes are like pretty complicated, but but very interesting. And then this other book, uh, Six Seasons by but the chef at yeah, uh, Ava Jeans. They're both like really beautiful, like interesting cookbooks. And they have like, they kind of start in like, you know, they have all these springy vegetable recipes and stuff like that. And I'm like so jealous because watching you or anyone in like a more temperate climate who's getting like actually spring vegetables already. But we're, you know, we don't have any peas really yet. And we're still, we have like the ramps and stuff like that. Like the wild stuff has come up. 
but we don't have the full spring entourage yet. We're getting a couple of things of asparagus. Like we had some really good asparagus. And actually the chef, uh, Juan at this local restaurant, they have like a little pantry next door, um, called duo pantry. And he went like foraging and found like these morels that were literally, literally like eight inches. Oh long. man. Like, the biggest morels I've ever seen, like gigantic ones. And he sold a bunch at that pantry. So I bought a couple and it was kind of crazy. They were, they were, I, I cooked them up last night, just like some butter and shallots in a pan, but like this eight inch morel, like literally cooked down to like maybe half an inch. Like uh. It was entire, it was entirely water. Like, but it was still like that flavor was super concentrated. And once you like yeah. cook the water off and it, it like just as a little snack on some, on some toast was like, yeah, it was out of this world. It was really, really good. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. I haven't had any mushrooms yet we have some we have some wild stuff in our backyard but it's not really big enough and it's a little too tame to to have a lot of like interesting wild things but we we get like a bunch of oxalis every year in the late spring and so i'm looking forward to that because that's super um super flavorful uh and just you can sprinkle a little bit on other stuff and it's also just pretty and just pops up everywhere little little yellow flowers yep and little like uh little heart-shaped leaves it's good stuff. I'm I'm just I'm waiting for like the full on, you know, getting my tomatoes and stuff like that in the ground and being able to do that is like my favorite part of the year. So I'm I'm just I'm biding my biding my time basically. I uh we don't have peas yet here either. Um, but uh when it comes, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love all the green things. So and I really like yeah, when all the onions are out and everything like that too, it's it's super nice. Um yeah. yeah. So I planted um, some chards and some kales and some uh, various tomatoes, fewer than last year because I went a little crazy last year. I actually planted two Roma plants this year to like do, cool. do sauce from. Thought that would be fun. Uh, two Romas, two, two the golden cherry tomatoes, sun golds, uh, and right. then one of the one like kind of golf ball sized heirloom. Um, I didn't want to grow any big ones because they're just too too much heartbreak. Uh, and then two jalapeno plants, two habanero plants, a padron plant, and a shisito plant. And then some cucumbers and some eggplants. And my garlic is in the ground. And a bunch of, and like every herb. And I have a, two raspberry bushes that have a ton of fruit on them that are going to hopefully be ripe in the next like three weeks or so. Oh, wow. That's great. And uh, yeah, blueberries too. I got to throw a net over the blueberries because the birds will decimate the blueberries if you don't put a net on them. But that's my garden repertoire. What are you going to grow? Yeah, we. I, I do. I have my little salad table. So I've been, I already started some lettuce in there and I'm excited about that. It's kind of, That's actually doing pretty well because it's been so chilly and started i i tried to plant some seed some radicchio so we'll see like i love radicchio and that that will probably won't be ready till like end of summer but um like hopefully that'll that'll happen that that would be awesome um even if i just get some like baby leaves and stuff off of that that would be really cool uh and then yeah most of my beds are like empty now because i'm waiting for seedlings because it's a little too cold to put the tomatoes in the ground yet but i'm gonna do my plan is like six tomato plants because they we we like yeah just eat so much of them uh maybe like one or two actually i planted some melon cucumbers like the cucumelons like the the 
uh, Mexican gherkins or whatever they're called. And so hopefully those will come up. I'm excited if, if those do, um, and some pea, there's this variety of pea that I found that's like a bushing pea instead of a climbing pea. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like, it's an English pea, like you get pods out of it, but it, instead of having to trellis it, you just, it becomes like a two foot bush or something like that. And you get, you get pods. Just got to stake it or whatever. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do some eggplants again. I'm really excited for that and because I got so much out of that last uh, last summer. One thing that I, I did a bunch of tomatillos last summer too, and those came out pretty good, but I kind of want to, the place that I got the tomatillos from, the nursery Cape Gooseberries last uh, year too, nice. and I kind of wanted to to try doing that too because there are ground cherries, whatever you want to call them. They're all, it's all the same, same thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to hopefully hopefully grow some of those because I actually bought, there was one of the farms had them at the farmer's market last year and I kept buying them because they're like, they're just so good. <laughs> like as like a little relish or put in a salad or whatever. So yeah, maybe I'll get a bunch of make good, of make good salsa. Exactly. Yeah, I had an awesome uh, dessert, uh, Cape gooseberry dessert at a restaurant in DC where they like dip them in, they dip them in white chocolate and like had them kind of like, they serve them like with the husk, you know, kind of still pulled right. up on the cherry or whatever. And they were right. dipped and they were just I'm, I'm not like a huge white chocolate fan, but the uh, with the like acid of the fruit, it was super, super good. Yeah, it was really tasty. That's awesome. Yeah, could have used a little bit of bitterness probably still, but it was it was nice. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So we're we're back. Right. Like, what are the um, <laughs> what are the. Um, <laughs> What do the listeners have to look forward to? Like, what do you think we're going to get into um, in, in the upcoming yeah. in the upcoming weeks? What do, what do you what do you want to get on your high horse about? I don't know. More chatting. I feel like we didn't really talk about the political state of the world, which not that we never necessarily get into the politics in general, but it'd be interesting, I think, to talk about um, the politics and how it affects the tech industry too, because that's obviously close to our our hearts and the worker the worker struggle um uh as it pertains to us as workers too um i think it'll be interesting to yeah get into a bunch of other things this summer i have like a we still have like this list of people we want to friends and people we admire that we'd love to talk to on the show and so probably starting to get get that out there and get some more people on the show again and um yeah, we you know we're still working on Pizza Book. There's some videos coming out soon, which is going to be really exciting, um, and probably some more uh, chat about whatever whatever's next. You know, we haven't we've only we've only tangentially talked about that over the past past year, so it'll it'll be fun to keep keep that in the loop, keep everyone in the loop about that too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think we should. Um figure out a way to talk about the uh, climate, political climate stuff in a way that's um, maybe a little bit more structured so we don't end up just like, you know, ranting, ranting, and, <laughs> ranting, and, ranting and cursing. I'm very entertaining when I rant, but um, I think that people deserve a little bit more forethought put into that. But I, I think like, uh, you know, just for us, I'm super happy to uh, spend the time whatever for us to stay, stay in sync and, um, hopefully provide some interesting insight for, for our, for our people. So to all our people that have been waiting patiently, um, and have been hitting us up, we really appreciate your support as always. We will revital, we will, um, 
log back into our social media accounts um, uh, on our devices. Uh, so you can always hit us up on Twitter at uh, Beats Right Types, on Facebook at Beats Right Types, and you can email us at sup at beatsrighttypes.com, right? Yep. And if you still don't have a copy of the pizza book, it's still for sale. You can still buy one. Yeah, please, please buy one. You you need it. Put actually. in code Beats Ride Types to pay double. And uh, <laughs> anything else? Any parting wisdom? Uh, no, I was just stoked. And it was, uh, I, I caught up with some of our fans at conferences recently and friends, and it was great. And so hopefully over the summer, um, if people, you know, have ideas or want to hang or we we'd love to hear hear your thoughts and yeah definitely let us know what you want to hear about um we can definitely do more um do more vegetable themed episodes i'm totally <laughs> cool with that um it's um i doubt that that's not gonna happen yeah, <laughs> like there's true. there's a high chance high probability that that it's will true. happen all right thanks so much everyone peace, peace. I get the gist of it